Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hello there and welcome to this week's Friday Focus at the Pet Biz Hive. So I want you to close your eyes and picture this with me. Or actually don't close your eyes because you might be driving right now or you might actually be walking a dog, which would be really dangerous and probably not something I should be recommending, right? So imagine this with me. Meet Sarah. She started dog walking with Rover back during the pandemic. She quickly developed a really great reputation and reviews and was able to generate quite a bit of following locally through posts that she would put out on community Facebook pages and next door. Now, she began to have clients ask her to take their business off app, especially with the local outreach that she was doing. So she really enjoyed the flexibility of dog walking and had actually been able to put some money into savings. Now, she was thinking, could she maybe actually make a real go of this full time? Hmm. She began searching for information about starting her own business. She found a lot of really cool industry resources out there through blogs and podcasts and YouTube videos. Everyone was so encouraging in the Facebook groups, so she decided to set off on her own. She couldn't believe how quickly she was able to build up a solid list of clients. She knew she had to make that decision to either stay small or grow with the team. But what kind of team should she have? Now, there seemed to be a lot of heated opinions in the groups about which way was best. ICs are easier. Employees are better. ICs are cheaper. Employees cost too much. Hmm. But do they? Now, can you relate to what Sarah was going through? Do you get confused with all of the opinions and the armchair experts on Facebook? So, ICs are easier. Eh, depends. Employees are better. Nah, could be. ICs are cheaper. In some cases. Employees cost too much. Well, depends on perspective, right? Now, in each of those assertions, the answer will probably always be, it depends. It all boils down to the business structure and sometimes the actual business owner themselves and the decisions that they make. Now, if you know anything about me, you have probably heard that I am a strong supporter that employees are the only way to go in our industry, both from a legal and a structural business perspective. I have yet to talk to any business that uses independent contractors legally. My offer is still open to get to know your business if you think you have that unicorn. I have actually already talked about classification, legal classification, in two previous podcasts. Episode number 40 is part one and episode number 42 is part two because it was such a meaty subject to cover. 
course, links are down in the show notes. Uh, They are also, of course, two of my most listened to podcasts. They go into the legalities of ABC states versus common law states. So if you want to understand that a little better, skip back and hit those two episodes. But this one is not about the legalities. Put those aside and let's look at those previous assertions one by one. All right. So number one, ICs are easier. This could be true or not. They are easier to set up. There's no payroll reporting, no workers' compensation insurance, although it's still good to have. They should come to you with all the knowledge and materials needed to do the job. They have their own businesses. They don't require monitoring because, of course, they are professionals. There's no mileage, you know, definitely no issues, right? Or not. So the biggest issues are availability and reliability from everything that Sarah has been reading. They get busy with their own businesses and they have less time for your clients. There's that constant concern that your clients might choose them over you. Of course, not to mention that the regulatory climate for independent contractors is an up and coming concern. So let's check out assertion number two. Employees are better. Hmm. Are they? Well, okay. So let's define better. It's a pretty subjective word. You can create the business structure that you want to. With employees, you can have rules and policies. You can create a consistent, repeatable experience for your clients so it isn't different every time they use you. You can build a culture. You can have your employees represent your company and market with company apparel and marketing information. But you also have extra regulatory requirements like payroll reporting, workers' compensation, possibly mileage and overtime, depending on your state. You have to have a great employee onboarding program. You also have to have the necessary development of employee handbooks and training manuals, right? You know, some people have problems with that. Let's move on to number three. Independent contractors are cheaper. Now, this is always an interesting one, right? I'll just tie this in with number four. Number four, employees cost too much. Okay, let's break that down a little bit. So the standard independent contractor rate is 60%. Someone said that once upon a time, and it stuck as the typical split of 60-40. I don't know why. Maybe it was some other industry overflow out there in service industries. I actually started with that myself back in 1998. I've seen independent contractor rates anywhere from 60 to 80% huge difference if you plan to get out of the field yourself someday. So in that scenario, at the best, you get to keep 40% of your revenue or $40 out of every $100 that your company brings in that you are not actually servicing yourself, right? So if we do a comparison with employees, the industry standard for employees is 45 to 55% all in. So I'm just going to make it easy. Let's just go with 50% right smack in the middle, right? So that is 50% all in, which means wages plus payroll taxes plus workers' compensation insurance plus mileage if you provide it. So you get to keep 50% of your gross revenue or $50 out of every $100 your company brings in that, of course, you're not servicing yourself. 
Now, of course, there might also be incidentals like payroll company fees, uniforms, and other supplies that you want to provide, but those are all by choice. So that is the company owner's decision. So let's look at that. Would you rather have $40 or $50? Make sure you answer that wisely, right? (laughs) So in most financial scenarios, all things considered, independent contractors are not the smartest financial choice. So let's just look at some other pros and cons. Okay, independent contractors. Hmm, You can't tell them what to do. You can't tell them when to do. You can't even tell them to do it themselves because they can subcontract it out to anyone they want to. They are technically your competition, right? And like any good insurance company would ask you, what is your risk tolerance? Now with employees, You can design your business. You have control of the what. You have control of the when. You can create your culture and how you want to be seen by your community. Now, personally, I have had independent contractors and employees. I had ICs from 1998 to 2012. Then I switched to employees so I could have more control after two of my independent contractors left and took half of my business a few years before. Now, I thought at that time when I was switching, I was doing a technical thing that would keep my clients as just that. My clients, right? My clients. I had no idea at that time that it would also allow me to design my business into something that stands on its own legs. It's a business that's bigger than me. An enterprise of beautiful people doing beautiful things the way that I didn't even have the ability to envision at that time. Because I just didn't know. I just didn't know what I didn't know, right? And I want that for all of you listening. I want you to be able to bust through all of the assumptions that are out there and all of the confusion. There are those of us out here that are cheering for you to design a business that you love. I've actually spent the past few months assisting clients with transitioning their businesses from independent contractors to employees because they either see the writing on the wall, of course, with regulations, or they are just tired of the constant uncertainty and are ready to take control back of their business. And I want you to know it can be done and you will be so relieved when it is. So these kinds of growth strategies are the type that I teach in the Pet Biz MBA Business Accelerator. Now, this is a monthly membership for pet business owners who want to take their pet business from where it is to the freedom of being able to choose what you do with your day. You can choose, do you want to do the pet care because you want to, not because you have to, because you have no one there to help you? Do you want to manage 
Or do you want to invest in another one of your passions like traveling or rescue while your pet business continues to grow and provide value for your community? Now the Pet Biz MBA membership opens only two times a year, in March and in October. So that means it's coming up, right? We already have a list of pet business owners on our wait list who are ready to go. And you'll be hearing more about this exciting opportunity over the next month. Get on the wait list now so you don't miss any updates. Go to PetBizMBA.com and you can always hit the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>